Well, good morning and welcome to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee and I'm the lead pastor here. And for those of you visiting for the first time, we are so grateful to have you. And for those of you who are joining us online today, I hope you are doing well. Uh, all right, so uh, just a heads up for you guys, mainly for the kids and men in the room. Next week is Mother's Day, okay? Next week's Mother's Day, so get on that er early. But we do something special every year for Mother's Day. And that is all of our text to give that we get that day goes directly to an organization uh, called Turning Point. Turning Point is a, an organization in Delaware that we partner with through our Delaware Outreach Center. And that's something we've been doing the last couple years is 100% of our text to give, we give directly to them. Uh, and with that, uh, some of you don't even know, we have a campus in Delaware called the Delaware Outreach Center. And through that outreach center is uh, the way that we support a lot of our local mission work. Um, that's the organization we partner with, the Delaware Dream Center, which, by the way, uh, give your guys a, a round of applause for all your check-ins and tags the last couple weeks. Every check-in and tag. Go ahead. Come on. We were able to donate $5 for every check-in and tag that we got to the Delaware Dream Center. And so, uh, way to go. All you had to do was go online and do a tag, and $5 went to a, an organization that does good stuff. So I know that was really hard for you guys to do, but good stuff, good stuff. Um, if you are interested, we, we say this pretty much every week in the announcements, on Monday nights, we team up with the Delaware Dream Center through our outreach center uh, to do a local mission work. So if you are interested in joining in that or helping us do that, Pastor Jason will be around after service, or you can email us at info at presschurch.tv, info at presschurch.tv, uh, and you can get hooked up to help us on Monday nights uh, serve the community. So, yes, do that. Today, we are going to be doing communion, so if you did not grab elements, please make sure to grab some, and if you are joining us online, uh, feel free to grab yourself some juice, some crackers, some wine, bread, whatever you have. We're going to be uh, doing communion uh, after the message today, so just make sure you guys have everything. All right, mistaken, week number two. Um, the whole series, if, you, if this is the first time you're being, the, the whole series is us uh, recognizing, embracing, acknowledging God's grace in our life as we are in the process of becoming like him. I, I talked last week how we are in process we are not, we have not arrived yet. We are still in this process of becoming like him. And so we still screw up. We still make mistakes. We sin. We do things we don't want to do. Uh, and the beauty is that God has grace for us. And so this series is working through God's grace, through our mistakes, through uh, people uh, doing things to us, how we acknowledge God's grace. But there's something that we have to address this week. And this week was tough for me. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. This week was tough. We have to talk, if we're going to talk about grace, because grace is great, right? We all like grace. But if we're going to talk about grace, we also have to talk about justice. How does justice play in with grace? How do they play, how do they play together? So we're going to talk about that today. And if you are new with us, every week, uh, the pastors here at Press Church, we hop in the car, we talk about the sermon for the day. And so I'm going to have you guys watch this first video that has the pastors talking about justice. Let's take a look. You know what we're good at, though? Fighting for justice. We think we are. <laughs> if we were so good at it, why is there so, so much injustice in the world? Right. Uh, everyone that's, that's thinks the problem. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're fighting for a just cause. Mm -hmm. 
they're they're fighting for the right side and they're they're doing the battle for the just cause. Yeah. Yeah, but who gets to pick what's just? Right. Me. Oh, okay. I do. Well, fine. I know what's best. Maybe start sharing that with us more then. We'll, we'll <laughs> I know. know. I know what's best. You guys just need to think the way that I think. Shut up and follow whatever <laughs> yeah, Sean yeah. says. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't think people think about where they get their sense of justice. It's just that's how I feel, so that's my truth. That's, I fe- it's I feel, just right. I feel a certain way about this, so that's... It's that's, self-evident. Right. That that's right. It goes back to the garden when Adam and Eve yeah. made the decision Knowledge. to say, I want to determine what's right and what's wrong. I don't want to just trust God right. for what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And ever since, we've been trying to figure that out, but we right. weren't built to figure that out. Right. But there's a sense of when things are um, solidified, when things are structured, when things when I, when I know, when I have it in a nice, neat, clean process that feels uh, safe to yeah. me there and there's like the safety feeling of like knowing right and having the wall the, the, right. <laughs> the, right we can use this with the law biblically right. or we could even yeah. uh, i'll venture down a path uh, like sports right okay so if you're right, no. yeah, yeah. wait cr's going uh, to sports well, cr always goes to sports <laughs> and, and, yeah. he's like i know nothing about sports uh, but right. i'm talking about sports <laughs> i know that balls are supposed to stay inside lines or not go outside the lines right but so but if we just take that for instance right you know the rules of the sport and it's like yes. things will be judged based off of these very specific rules yes, yes. And we're comfortable a yes, lot of times order, with there's that. There's an order to that. Right. There's, yes. We're drawn to that sense of order, but when there isn't necessarily a clear line on something, yeah. that's when we start to get really out of whack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. want these yeah. hard lines. Right. And that's why people worship the law right. instead but it's of also, the one who it's gave It's also the, the negative, too, because we conflate our Christian values with our with our law system of the current country we're living in. Right. Not saying it's right or wrong. Well, I'm that's, saying like that's we, certainly there's true. this n- ugly mixture of like... Right. Yeah, I do think there's there's an inclination towards order. Yeah. There's like a sense of yeah. order is supposed to be yeah. and it's not. Yes. Right? And that's true. Yes. <laughs> but again, it goes back to the garden. Yes. So there's <laughs> there was order and then sin enters in and it creates it disrupts creates right. disorder right? right and we're still trying to get back to the order yeah that was before sin i do think it's uh it's interesting because it's always reflected in our movies yes there's like always this sense of everything needs to be brought right <laughs> yeah if the movie doesn't end with <laughs> right mm-hmm. With some sort of conclusion, and they all happily ever after <laughs> yeah. is what we want in it's, our movies. It's <laughs> really rare when a movie doesn't right. end that way, where yeah. things aren't brought to a rightness, a yeah. state of rightness. Is that draw towards things need to be made right, mm-hmm. just yeah. justice needs to be enacted, right? And that's what we see in all of these. I mean, you take it all the way back to like westerns, or you know, now like all the superhero movies, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's all about bringing things into a right standing. Yeah. And if there is a loose end, what do we always assume? There's another movie coming There's out. There's a sequel. <laughs> it's, we yeah, assume a, it's a multi-billion yeah. dollar franchise. Yeah, exactly. It's a setup so they can make more money on yeah. the But I mean, movie. think about it, though. Like, 
I don't want to over-spiritualize modern movies, but there is a sense in which the cross and the empty tomb was, was the end of a movie, but it left a lot of things dangling. Mm -hmm. And the church, from that point forward, has been working toward seeing that second, you know, part two or three right. or wherever part we're at, right? Yeah, right. Seeing right. that conclusion come to see the justice that happened on the cross and the empty tomb mm. come to fruition. Right. And, and so the question is, in the midst of figuring that out, how are we pursuing justice in light of who Jesus is and what Jesus did? Yeah. So I've mentioned with the series, we're, we're, we're talking about recognizing and embracing God's grace uh, as we navigate this process of becoming like him. And so last week we talked about um, the fact that we are God's handiwork, right? You're, you're God's handiwork made to do good things. And, and we like that. We, we like to talk about God's grace. We like to talk about who we are becoming and, and, and like who are we becoming, who God's making us into, who he's calling us to. Um, and I think we're okay talking about justice as well as long as we get to define the terms, right? We, we get to define what is just, what is right. And so before diving in too far today, I do wanna get some of our, our terms straight. So as we talk about justice, righteousness, grace, mercy, I wanna define what these mean. So the first one says justice, to make right, to make as it should be, to make something right. And then righteousness, the quality of being right or being just. All right, and then we have grace and mercy. Grace is receiving something that is undeserved. All right, you don't deserve it. You can't, you can't do enough. You can't be good enough to earn this. And then mercy is not receiving a deserved punishment. So I, I did something wrong. I should receive some sort of judgment on me. Not receiving that is, is mercy. There's a, there's a merciful aspect to this. And right away with these definitions, there seems to be, um, I don't know, maybe a contradiction. If justice is something that is right or as it should be, and grace is receiving something that is undeserved, how, how, how do they play together? How do they work together? How can you have justice and grace? And so today's about understanding this, understanding justice in the context of my mistakes and the mistakes of those around me. I think, as CR said, I think most of us would say we have some sort of internal sense of justice, of rightness. You know, we, 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 like, to, you know, we like to take care of people, right? There's, there's a seeming uh, value for life, for, for being nice, for loving. Um, I also think this is a major question that atheism can't answer. Who decides ultimately what is good? Who decides what is right, what is just? Is something only right if the majority agree upon it? You've got praying mantises that eat their mate. If we did that, that would be a little weird, right? But yet for them, it's fine. You got pandas, it's, it's, it's common knowledge that pandas, when they give birth to twins, uh, often will neglect one of the twins to take care of the other. What would happen if you had twins and said, ah, that one looks a little weak. I'm going to leave it. Um, anybody a twin in this room? <laughs> like, oh. 
you were the bigger twin, so you you were good. But think about that. Like, if you were to get rid of something, you could make a you could make a, a judgment call and say, well, you know what? Um, if I keep both of them, I'm not going to be able to take care of both of them the way that I should be able to. So getting rid of one is just fine. What's wrong with that? Why is that wrong? If we were to do these things, we would we would probably get in a lot of trouble, right? <laughs> You, you, if you kill your mate after, it's like, yep, yeah, okay, yeah, you're going to be in trouble. Where do we get our sense of, of rightness, of morality, of justice? Where does this come from? And I believe that the reason we see this internal sense of justice is, is shown in Scripture. If you look at Scripture throughout the entire Bible, you, you see this, this process of God continually working out justice. You, you see this, this storyline from beginning to end. It's kind of us messing up and God fixing and us messing up and God fixing. But there is this theme of justice. And I think I would say this, that our sense of justice stems from us being made in the image of God. The fact that, that we have any form of justice or sense of rightness stems from us being made in the image of God. The characteristics of who God is, we reflect those those same things. And so we look at righteousness and justice. These words are all throughout Scripture. Psalm 89, 14, the psalmist writes, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. God cares about righteousness and justice. And so we see even in us that we get some of that in the way that we live. If you read through the Old Testament, um, as I mentioned just a second ago, there's a, there's a consistent uh, narrative, a consistent theme. God says, here's how I want you to live. This is what I want you to do. Here's, here's the right way, the just way, the loving way to live. This is how I want you to take care of people. This is how I want you to be. And what happens? What do they do? The opposite. The other. Don't, you can do all this. Don't eat from that tree. What do we do? We eat from that tree. Don't steal. Don't be selfish. All these things. What do we do? We, we steal. We're selfish. And then what happens? There's usually some sort of correction. There's usually, hey, there's a price to be paid. I told you not to do this, and now your land is going to be taken by these people because you're so worried about doing the things I told you not to do. I told you I'd bless you if you do this. And we see this narrative continue. They continue to do injustice, they continued to disobey, they neglect the poor, they steal, they kill. And so what is just? What is the just thing at this point? We all would say, oh, we want forgiven, right? We want, we want grace, we want mercy. Unless we're on the other end. If we're on the, the receiving end, we want justice, we want judgment, we don't want mercy, right? We want them to pay for what they did wrong. I was wronged, I want them to pay for it. Yet when we are the one who is in the, who's making the mistakes, who is doing the sin against, who's being selfish, we want mercy and grace. And so I think the, the thing is, as we look through all this, it seems like God's asking us a question. A question of, can we trust his process? Can we trust his way? Can we trust his righteousness, his justice? 
that when I say this is best for you, to live this way is best for you, can you trust me in that? Can you trust that I know what I'm talking about? Can you trust my justice just as much as can you trust my grace? I feel like we get a good glimpse of this in Jonah. Um, you, you guys are familiar with the story of Jonah. He, uh, so Jonah is, asking, uh, is asked by God to warn. Uh, you don't have to put the slides up yet, sorry. So Jonah is asked to warn the, the Ninevites and said, basically warn them that God's, God's judgment is coming because of their wickedness. The Ninevites were not good people, right? They, they did bad things, and, and Jonah knew this. He, he, he didn't like the Ninevites. And so when God asks him to go warn them, he does the exact opposite. As soon as he was told to do this, he literally goes in the opposite direction from them. He hops in a boat and he says, I'm getting away. Like Nineveh's that way, I'm going this way. Nope, you guys can burn, you're bad, I don't like you, you deserve whatever judgment you're supposed to get, right? And I get to choose that. So I, I don't want that, I'm going this way. So we know he goes on the boat, there's all these storms, the people are like, why is the storm happening? Jonah said, it's me, I disobeyed God, throw me overboard. They throw him overboard, he gets eaten by a big fish. He's in the fish for three days. And you see him praying to God, he's praying to God, I, I've, I've made a mistake, I'm wrong, I, I, I need you. And so the fish spits him out, he gets on land, and God says again, deliver my message to the Ninevites. Go, do as I told you. So he finally goes, he gets up and he goes and he tells the message of what they need to do and, and all these things. And the king even says, when the king starts hearing what, what Jonah was saying, he goes, who can tell? Perhaps even yet, God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. And so we see God, and we see, if you know that story, we see God show mercy on the Ninevites. They, they, didn't just, they didn't just say, oh, okay, we're going to stop doing bad. They had a change of heart. You see them praying, even the king, the king like tells them, pray fervently, pray with your heart. Like, you, you need to be sincere about this. And we see this sincere change, this sincere repentance away from what they were doing to changing to what God now said to do. And God shows mercy on them. And this next part, I think it's hilarious because I think we would all do the same thing. In Jonah chapter 4, this is what we see next. It says, so he complained to the Lord about it. This is, so it's after he shows mercy. Jonah complains to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are merciful and compassionate God, slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. It's like, I, I know, God, that you have this characteristic, and I know if I go tell them that they're not going to get what they deserve. And I think they deserve that, and so I'm not going. And then here, he's, it's like he pre, he's proved right. See, I knew it. As soon as I tell them, now they're not going to be punished. I want them to be punished. Anybody that you want punished today? Who do you think deserves God's wrath? His judgment? sure we can think of a lot of things, right? And, and there's a part of this that's like, to, to, to me, it calls me to humility. Because I'm probably very similar to you guys. I think I know what's right. 
I think I know what's best. I think I know when somebody deserves mercy and when someone deserves judgment. And we hold that to ourselves. We, we, we try to, to hold this like I am the decider of what is just and what is right. And God's saying, ha, huh, that's funny. No, I am. And in this story, it's funny, because if you look at the Jonah story, there's a parallel going on. The same thing that the Ninevites are doing, Jonah does. Jonah turns from God. He rebels. He sins. He goes away. He does the opposite of what God is asking him to do. And in himself, he's basically like the Ninevites. And yet God showed him mercy. <laughs> we like it when it's for us. We don't like it when it's for other people. And so we see this God of justice throughout Scripture, but then we also see a God that is quick to mercy and grace. And I think it all goes back to trusting God. Are you going to trust God in that his justice is a righteous justice? And that his grace is, is an undeserving grace that we can't, but he gives it to us as, anyways. It has to go back to God. It has to go back to Jesus, to what Jesus did. Pastor Jason shared a quote with me this week. He was, he was uh, at a church down in South Carolina. Traitor, jeesh, how dare you. But he was with a, another pastor uh, like a weekend or two ago. And he said, the pastor said this, he said, justice without Jesus is just vengeance. Hmm. Justice without Jesus is just vengeance. I felt that way before, right? I want God's justice. No, you just want vengeance. You want your way. You want them to pay for it, right? If justice is making things right or as it should be, the only answer to true justice can come from God. When we say that we know best, what are we doing? We're creating many gods. We talked about that last week with this new creation, old creation. The old self makes itself a god. The old self says, I know what's best. The old self says, I will be the judge of morality, of good, of right. The new self is saying, I trust God. God is the determiner of what is right, of what is just. We need Christ. And this is the beauty of the cross. Jesus' death and resurrection is the ultimate in seeing both his grace and his justice. His depth of love for us and his grace for us, while also the weight of our sin the weight of us going against his righteousness, the cross holds the balance. I came across a quote and said, the cross says the worst about me and also the best. <laughs> it's true. I'm a sinner. I need God. I can't do this on my own. I make mistakes. I fall short. But I'm also loved deeper than I can feel and know, that I have grace beyond what I can imagine and what I deserve. 
And I think it's summed up very nicely in this passage in Romans. It's Romans 3, 22 through 24. It says this, the righteousness, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. We have been justified. We've been given grace. We are loved more than we can imagine, more than we can know. And so I ask you this, can, can we let go of our misconceptions of grace and justice? Can we trust that God knows best? Can we let God shape our sense of justice? Because there's no system that we have that's ever going to be perfect. No, no man-made system. And we have, I would say our law system is great. I know we have some lawyers here. Our law system's great. One of the few places that you're considered innocent and have to be proven guilty. Go somewhere else, you're guilty, and you have to prove your innocence. It's interesting. It's great. There's still flaws. It's still a man-made system. Go to your favorite social justice thing. There's going to be flaws. There's going to be issues. There's going to be limitations. We are not the holders of justice God is. And I would ask us to lead with humility. To say, you know what, sometimes I don't know best. Sometimes I think it's best that maybe I do have some sort of judgment or punishment for what I've done because it helps me get in a path of seeing God and seeking him and sometimes a merciful approach is better. But you know who knows that best? God. Not us. Let's lead with humility. Seeking God. Seeking his heart. Seeking his mind. So that when we make mistakes, we can go to God and say, hey, I've screwed up. When someone's mistaken us, when someone's done something against us, we can seek God. Okay, God, that hurt. I don't like that. I want vengeance. I want judgment. I want you to take care of that, please, right now. God is working in all of our lives. And there's times where something that seems so terrible and so negative and awful in the moment has turned out to be something that creates beauty on the other side. Something that maybe seem, seemed unjust, some seemed, didn't seem right, is, is now somehow showing fruit and showing goodness. We just, we just don't know. Let's lead with humility. And so as we wrap up this section, this time together, we are talking about the cross what better thing to do than take communion together? If you have your, your elements, please take those out. Those of you who are joining us online, grab your elements. The beauty of the cross. True justice, true grace, the balance of both, the love of God, the grace of God, the righteousness of God fully represented in this act. And so as we take 
the elements today. Jesus got together with his disciples at Passover before he'd be betrayed. Again, think about that. I, I'm, it, always, it always is amazing to me that he can sit around the table knowing you know, Peter's gonna deny him, Judas is gonna betray him, the flaws of the people in that room, the fact they still didn't understand what, what he was about to go do, that they would run away that they would hide. And he would share this special time with them and give them a glimpse into what he was about to do. And so we are thankful for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ today. And so we take the bread, and as he said, this is my bread, which this is my bread. This is the bread, my body, which has been broken for you. Let's take it in remembrance of him. And later that night, he took the cup. And he said, this is my blood, which has been shed for you. And so let us today, let's remember, be thankful, be grateful for what this means for us today. Let's drink. God, we thank you for your sacrifice, for what the cross means for us today, that we can have a hope, that we can have a future because of you, God. That you stayed true to your character, your justness, your righteousness, but also your mercy and your grace. We thank you for that. And God, I pray that each one of us today would recognize the ultimate sacrifice and that we would put our faith solely in you. That we would put our faith in Jesus Christ, in your death and resurrection and what that means for us. That we are justified, that we are made right, that we are seen as righteous because of what you did, not because of our actions or anything else that we can do, God, but because of you. And God, that even as we are still in process, as we are still on this journey of becoming more like you. We thank you for your grace in our lives. We pray that we can be a part of your justice, that we can be a part of, of making things right, of being right, of treating others well, of taking care of the poor, of the needy, of those who are less fortunate, God, that we can have a heart for them because you had a heart for them. May we lead with humility and seek you in everything, God. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand and join us as we continue this time of worship.